There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, it's Chris Cooper, and a big welcome to the Voice America uh, show. It's a business elevation show. Sorry, I'm Voice America. It's brilliant to be back with you again. Um, I just had a, a week off, and uh, I'd like to thank John Jennings and his guest last week, Ron Lynch, who, who covered for me last week, and we're talking about better leaders make better decisions. Um, so if you've not listened to that show, go and have a listen to John. Love to hear what you thought about it. About it. Um, I um, was away last week and my wife had a big birthday and you may remember some of you who listened to the show with Michael Romling. One of the things he suggested was that we should, uh, we should t pick a date a year in advance and we should write uh, about a letter to somebody that we trusted just explaining why we've had a great year. Um, despite all of this stuff that's going on and to talk about, you know, who we've been and how we've been with our, our families and, Kind of, kind of things that we've done and uh, the things that have happened with our work, etc. And one of the things that came in my list was that my uh, my wife has got this big birthday. I won't say how old she might 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 kick me. She listens to this, um, but but she, I said to her, "What do you want to do?" And in these strange times, she said, "I just want to be locked away." And I put in my uh, letter that I actually sent to Michael Romling that uh, I was going to going to stay and book a castle. So I booked this little castle. Uh, with a, a lock and a boat, and uh, we had a an amazing little holiday, a family of four in this castle that uh, only held six people, but had all of the coats of arms and things like that, and based up in, in Scotland, had a brilliant week, but it was just fantastic, and thank you to Michael, because that's, that's taking a reflection, thinking year ahead, but writing as though it's happened, I'm already seeing some of the things in my letter uh, you know, happen. And these are little little sort of tip there. You could do that with your business. You can do that with yourself at the moment. And what it does, it provides a bit of certainty in an uncertain time. Uh, and my work is very much about uh, helping helping people to elevate their their sort of performance, who they are as human beings, and develop their, their teams, their leaders, and build highly engaged work workplaces. And and one of the essences of this show is about how can we how can we really do business for good. How can we contribute positively to the world? How can we come, become better human beings and, and step up? And this is an interesting time right now. I, I read a quote this week by the former CEO of, of Intel, Andy Groves, um, that bad companies are destroyed by a crisis. Good companies survive them. Great companies are improved by them. And what I aim to bring you is um, people on this show who can help you to improve yourself and help you to improve your business. And, and with us relying more on virtual assistants these days, um, I thought it's a topic I've not covered before. And I met a fantastic person who was introduced to me. Um, by a good friend of mine and uh, someone I trust who gives me a little bit of mentoring support has done over the years, Doug Dorbury. And he recommended uh, a fantastic lady called Michelle Ibs. And we're going to talk to Michelle today about, about this area of virtual assistance. So having a team in the background to help you with time-consuming tasks, um, I certainly find that 
to be essential. And it does make a difference between business succeeding and failing. Otherwise, if you're a small business, you're operating on your own, potentially you end up doing all the nitty gritty tasks and not often doing the important ones that generate work and enable you to, to operate. And with more and more people now working from home in this current environment, it just seems to be the perfect time to talk about, about um, you know, virtual assistants and, uh, and, and utilizing them. And uh, if you're sitting there thinking, I'm, I'm at home, I don't know what to do, maybe you could, could become a virtual assistant if you've got the right skills. So we should add that into our conversation today. So Michelle Ibs um, originally trained as a nurse before moving into a very successful career in medical sales. And in 2000, she joined her husband in his business in the steel industry. And they, over seven years, grew that business from about 360,000 to a small group of businesses, turning over 1.6 million pounds. Um, Michelle will share the story, I'm sure. But after seven years, unfortunately, she hit a crossroads and, uh, in her life and uh, needed to make a change. And armed with the knowledge of, of sales and setting up businesses, Michelle decided to create I'm Your PA Limited, which is a, a virtual assistant business, and it also manages workloads for 180 businesses. She's also got a little, um, a little name, which people refer to as the networking queen. She's a master at doing that. Um, and we'll have a little chat about that, I'm sure. Um, but please, um, I'd like to welcome now um, Michelle Ibs. And uh, let's have a conversation and, and let's get into this whole subject of virtual assistants. And if you've got any questions, comments, thoughts, feel free to email me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Um, and uh, love to, love to uh, take those. And if we get any live during the show, we'll, we'll answer those questions. So a big welcome to Michelle. Good afternoon, Chris. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yes. How are you? You've had a yeah. fabulous holiday. I have had a fabulous holiday, actually. I feel really energised. Been up on the up in the mountains as well, and walking, and it's the first one I've had this year with this strange COVID situation. So it was lovely to to get away and celebrate her birthday, and uh, just um, yeah, spend a bit of time with the kids as well. Fantastic. And, and how about you? Whereabouts in the, the world do you live? I live in the Midlands um, in the UK, so we're smack in the middle of the country. Um, for anybody listening um, that knows the UK, we're in what's classed as um, just about to go into tier three of lockdown oh. again. Um, uh, it's just been a very, very interesting time. So I should probably just uh, explain if because we people listening to this show for over 50 countries every month. Yeah. So, you know, in, in this in the UK, basically, we have this system of well, so the UK. It's been in, in England. It's being um, standardized a bit more now across uh, Wales and Scotland and, and Northern Ireland. But there's the three tiers, isn't there? And the, the first one's medium risk, which I'm pleased to say I'm sitting in at the moment. And then second is uh, high. And then you're saying you're about to go into very high yeah, it's the Wolverhampton area is about to go into very high. The area I live in is um, goes into medium as of one minute past midnight. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just getting a little bit more difficult. It, it won't stop us, though, Chris, because we are classed as essential workers. So the system here in, in England is essential workers can stay in the office and we'll continue to do that. Uh, we did work from home in the early days, but managing the number of businesses we do and with some of the complex needs of those businesses, 
businesses, I actually found it affected the mental health of my staff. So we said, right, we spent about £10,000 on making the offices COVID secure and said, right, everybody can come back and we will work as a team. We're a little family and we stick together. And it's, it's, it's so nice that you can be in office. I was with a client on on Tuesday or Wednesday this week. Um, I, Wednesday, I think, I spent the day with them in their office. I do that fairly regularly. And it's just so nice for me to get off doing things remotely and to, to be with real people again. Yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of good things about working from home. You know, people work in their pajamas. They don't have to put the makeup on. They can sit there, but they're also potentially they're not sitting at a proper desk. They're sitting on a dining room chair. You know, it it can be can be difficult. Um, the likes of you and I, we've set ourselves up to have proper offices at home. But a lot of people don't actually have that facility. So for me, getting them all back together and working side by side, getting the banter going, the fun, the giggles, it, that's massive. It's, it's all about the mental health of the team. And that is massive. Yeah. And if, if you're not doing that, if you are all remote. You've got to still remember to do all of that stuff, haven't you? To, it's even more important, isn't it, to keep yeah. them together. But, yeah. but using the best methods you can to do it remotely. Yeah, I, I feel very blessed that I've worked from home for 15 years and I'm, I'm set up with the infrastructure like you. Yeah. Um, so tell, tell us a bit about your story, Michelle, and, and, and how it led you to the VA world. Well, you touched on the fact that I, I started off life as a nurse. Um, and in fairness, at the beginning of COVID, I went back as a nurse as well. Um, yes, it was um, because we were in a position where we were looking to furlough staff because the business just sank very quickly. Um, I decided to go back to full-time nursing, which meant I didn't have to take a salary out of the business, which meant I could pay all the staff um, full pay. Furlough, for anybody that doesn't know it, is yeah. whereby the UK government were prepared to pay 80% of the pay for, for staff that didn't have any work to do. So I did go back in, um, back into nursing for a while. But um, so I trained as a nurse. I did the medical sales, then ended up with uh, working with my husband in the steel industry. And after seven years, it was um, it was all over. I mean, I thought we had a perfect marriage, to be honest. Um, We'd just come back from Mexico. We'd been back four weeks. He'd um, been playing golf and I said, so I came in, I said, do you have a good game? He said, yes. I said, did you win? He said, yes. He said, by the way, the marriage is over. And that was it. Yeah. Um, that was in the April. And by the October, I find I didn't have a job either, which because the business was so successful, we were both um, taking home, um, well, we were both earning over 100 grand a year. Um, I'd bought him out of the house on the basis that I was on a salary of 100,000 a year. And uh, come the October, I was on a salary of zero. So I'd got half a million on mortgage and no income. That well, was an interesting conversation with myself. Oh, so you've, you've experienced this, like some people at the moment are doing with losing jobs. Yeah. Uh, and circumstances changing, maybe getting ill. But you've experienced yeah. having the, the rug completely pulled under your feet as well. Yeah, it, it was. It was quite a defining moment, to be honest, because um, I I just crashed. Um, you know, I've got no work and I've I've, I've got a massive mortgage. And I just felt the whole world had collapsed on me. 
and I can remember um, just before I'd, I'd uh, lost my job that um, my mother had, she was very concerned about me and concerned about my mental health. It was one particular day I'd come home as well. I was still working there and I'd come home from work and I cried myself to sleep and I cried myself awake. And I actually prayed if there was a God up there, it'd let me go to sleep for good because I, I hurt so much and I really couldn't deal with it um my mother came over to see me um she obviously knew that I was in bits and I'm sat there uh, a woman in my 40s sniveling you know the snotty nose puffy eyes um in my dressing gown and um and she said right I think you need a cup of bovril um it's bovril apparently is the answer to everything and so uh, she went off and made me a cup of bovril and she came back and said right you have two choices in life. She said, you can sit down, give up and lose everything, or you can pull your knickers up and box on. And I said, well, I'm not losing everything. And she'd fine then. So you have one choice in life, pull your knickers up, box on. Mm. Um, and that has been my mantra pretty much ever since. So of course I still have down days. I'm not made of stone you know there are days where yes i will still go something will happen all of this that the whole world is experiencing right now i've had my tearful days as well where it's like what on earth do we do um but then it comes back to that okay you have two choices sit down give up lose everything or pull your knickers and box on and there's no way i'm ever gonna sit down and give up and lose everything so awesome. i only have the one choice and that's really really good advice maybe for people at the moment yeah. i'm seeing it with, with some of my clients who are going through really challenging times personally and and struggling yeah. with that uh, that's um health aspects and, and many years ago i had a similar experience myself with um hitting a real low ebb and uh, the thing the thing though is when you look back on it you know there's there's all pain attached to these situations but can you see the can you see some of the silver lining in it now oh absolutely and i mean once i'd lost the job and all the the phone calls used to be diverted to my mobile if nobody answered them in the office and it's like this is adding insult to injury you know i'm getting all the overflow calls so i phoned the telecoms guy and i said um can you take me off the divert please and he said so what are you going to do i said no idea um I don't particularly want to go back to medical sales, too much driving around. And he said, have you ever thought of being a virtual assistant? And I said, no. What do they do? Um, I just downloaded everything I could find on the internet. And 13 years ago, it was mainly from the States and Australia. Um, downloaded everything, stuck it all in a great big suitcase and flew out to Antigua and lay on a beach mm. and just read up about it. Um, and actually, next Friday, um, we will be um, 13 years old because it was it was set up on the 6th of November 2007. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. So. And now, you know, looking back, you're 13 years on and uh, you have this business, I'm your PA. Uh, you're helping your clients. You've also, I've heard you described as the networking queen as so tell us a little bit about what you what you do to help you help your clients and a little bit about your business. 
Uh, well, with the business side, we'd, we mainly cover the VAs come in all different shapes and sizes, which I'm sure you know we'll end up discussing. But um, for us as a business, we tend to do a lot of call handling, diary management and live web chat, um, as opposed to all the traditional admin tasks. Um, the networking side came because I had no idea where to get business from. And somebody said to me, you need to go and network. So I'm like, okay, I'll turn up. Don't know what to do with it when I get there. We, yeah, I started networking. I was so blessed. I met some amazing people. Um, I know that you've interviewed on your show, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Yeah. A couple of yeah. Um, so uh, I joined BNI, Business Network International, which um, which he founded, him and uh, Beth uh, founded. It's uh, terrible news about Beth, who's recently passed away, but that's um, an amazing organization. And I started networking and all these people taught me how to network. And then somebody said, because I was networking everywhere, they said, oh, you're our networking queen. And it stuck. So... That's how I got the name. He's a lovely man, Ivan. The first time I ever had a chance to speak to him, he was actually on holiday. I didn't realise in his his holiday home by a lake somewhere in California. Mm And I just felt so privileged. He spent 45 minutes to an hour with me and he was very interested about what I was doing and gave me some tremendous advice. And I just thought, what a, you know, what a, what a generous man. Absolutely amazing guy, and Beth was absolutely wonderful too. Yeah. And he very so, kindly wrote the forward to yeah. my book, which was very kind of him as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, great, great, um, great, inspirational person. So, what? Tell us what what a virtual assistant tends to do, and why might people want one um, today? And you know, is it? Uh, is, you know, why would they want somebody virtually rather than face to face? And so, we've only got a couple of minutes, so we can continue after the break yeah. if we. Yeah, with a virtual assistant, you're taking on somebody that's actually runs a business in their own right, but you're not having to employ them full time. So you don't pay national insurance and, and tax, you don't pay sick pay, you don't pay holiday pay, you just take them on for the tasks that you require. And virtual assistants do so much. But there are so many different types of virtual assistant and that's one of the key things you need to know what it is that you want to outsource before you can decide which virtual assistant that you want so it's key to have a good knowledge um, or to actually speak to a virtual assistant who will help you identify what it is that you need um, they'll help you to to write your list up what are the things I, I'm trying to think who it was that wrote the book um, Eat the Frog yes, uh, it was Brian Tracy thank you um, <laughs> but um, with that book they it's the things that get in your way that stop you from moving on. So you know you've got to do it. It might be your bookkeeping. You know you have to do it, but because you don't want to do it, it'll take you three times as long to do it because you don't want to. So you're better off giving that to somebody and say, there's the bookkeeping. Now you can go and do the fun stuff. And when you're doing the fun stuff, you're working in your flame and you work more profitably, you're more creative. It, it's just fun. And, and business should be fun, Chris. If it's not fun, what's the point? 
Well, it's also nice if you've got a small small business. I I, I see the my, my I have a I have a bookkeeper and I also have a virtual assistant who's particularly linked around my marketing and my my radio show. But and I think actually my virtual assistant on marketing has worked with me for probably ten years now, uh, and uh, I see her as a part of the business really, and uh, it makes me feel good that I'm uh, you know, partly partly employing these people. Um, but it helps build my own energy up too. And, and the other thing it does, it holds me to account because I have to have things ready for them so they can do the things that I need to, uh, I need them to do. Um, Absolutely. Well, they're great. well, we're going to go to commercial break now. And after the break, yep. we'll, well, I think it's an important question to ask yourself, uh, you know, uh, what do, why do I actually need a, a virtual assistant? What are my uh, outcomes um, before searching for one. So we'll talk a little bit about that sort of process and where you might want to look and those sorts of things. And we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. Do you join us after the break? When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific. Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You 
tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Michelle Hibbs, and we're talking about virtual assistants. And before the break, we were, we were talking a little bit about the benefits and uh, versus maybe traditional face-to-face assistants employed working in your business. Um, but Michelle, you sort of alluded to this point that uh, before you take on or start searching for a virtual assistant, uh, you need to kind of ask yourself why you might need them and what your outcomes might be. What are your thoughts on that? It, it's like anything, Chris. It's absolutely crucial that you know what it is that you need from it. Um, you know, you could say to somebody, go and buy a car, and they come back with a little, you know, tiny mini and actually it's for a family of seven it doesn't serve purpose so it's exactly the same with a virtual assistant we focus on call handling as i said call handling diary management web chat so if you need somebody that's going to be um constantly typing up letters and doing transcription we're probably not the right company at all if you want somebody that does social media we don't touch it there's a lot of things, bookkeeping, we don't touch. So there's a lot of things. It's finding the right person. And it's also got to be somebody that you gel with. Uh, for us, our business is very much on value. So honesty, kindness, and humor. Humor is a massive part of our business. That doesn't mean to say we're silly, but we like to have a giggle because I'm all about life should be fun. If we've got somebody that has zero sense of humor they probably won't enjoy working with us no so it, it's finding the the match for you it, it it's very much like a a date it, if they're the right person you can go all the way have a happy life together if they're the wrong person it will end and it will probably be painful and i know you're best with this so, so I, there's a there's a stick. You need people to do certain certain roles, don't you? And sometimes those are things that you might not be any good at, and therefore it's better to to pass them to some some over to somebody else. But is there a danger that you actually meet somebody that you you get on well with, or you you, you hear of somebody you chat, you get on well, but actually they may not have the necessary skills that you need. Uh, you might get on well as a human. You can have a good laugh with them. Um, but I just, I just found that you can, and I made this mistake a, a, a long time ago. I met somebody a few times while I was out walking my dog and she happened to listen to my radio show and she really liked the show and uh, she was very complimentary and loved one day to be able to do some work with me. And eventually she became my assistant. Um, but actually <laughs> when um, we got on very well, but when, when, it, when it came down to the skills, I'd really not, um, not considered it in enough detail. Uh, it, it is important, and I think this is why it's really important that virtual PAs are honest. So we'll have people say, oh, could you just do my books? It's only the odd expense. No, I can recommend somebody. And so as a virtual assistant and, and running a VA business, I... I get together groups of virtual assistants. So I have people that if I can't do it, I know who can and I will pass the work to them because I would much rather my client have a fantastic experience than may try and do something that actually I know we're not much cop at. 
Uh, so it, it's picking, it's making sure that the person is the expert, whatever the person, whatever the job is. So don't be afraid to say, I don't do that. So in fairness, I get a little bit frustrated, I suppose, at times when I see new VAs coming into the marketplace and um, I had one the other day and she said we do call handling, we do HR reports, we do bookkeeping, uh, we do research, we can book holidays, we do transcription, we do social media and I'm thinking you're on your own love and there's no way you're an expert in all of that. So those are the ones I would have to say for anybody looking for a VA, beware um because they're more of a jack of all trades and a master of none um i think the other thing that if somebody is picking a va one of the things that you have to to look at is there's a lot of vas that are in it for a lifestyle to fit around the children and there's nothing wrong with that at all unless your work is time critical because if it is then and they have a problem um, with the child, your work's going to have to wait. So that can be an issue. Always ask them what's the cover for when you're on holiday. If they're um, if they're working alone, what is the cover if they're on holiday or poorly? Uh, for for us, I have a team of ten. So each one of my VAs um, is trained up and we ha- always have a minimum of three VAs that can do any one client's work so that I know it doesn't matter if somebody's on holiday, I've always got somebody else that can cover. But that can be a problem if the work is uh, time sensitive. And that's a real real benefit, isn't it, of working with somebody like you than maybe an, an individual and in that you're always going to have that cover that you can offer that. Yeah, it, it can be. There's some some people prefer to work with an individual uh, VA, and they will. A lot of people work with several VAs, and again, that's fine. We work with clients that will use us for one thing and another VA for something else, and and that's absolutely perfect. Um, there's no issues with with somebody doing that. It's making sure that the person can actually do the job that you need them to do and feel free to take references just because they've just started doesn't mean that they're not going to be really good they could have come into the industry with 30 years experience so it it's understanding the other thing is understanding that they run their own business you're that my clients are not my boss uh, you that has to be respected as well that the the client and VA relationship you are both running your own business yeah and that's important yes and, and does that does that when it comes down to um, you know paying a VA and we'll, we'll talk maybe a little bit international mm. VAs in a minute as well do we have to be mindful of that that actually the VA is running their own business because I can imagine sometimes people go out and they're looking for getting the, the cheapest VA possible, possibly. We're seeing it like yeah. a commodity, potentially. Yeah. But is there, a, is there an element here of needing to be respectful for people? I, you have to be respectful because if you, if you look at it, and I, I speak to VAs and I said, you know, if you imagine, for, for ease of figures here, Chris, imagine a, a VA is charging $10 or, or £10 an hour. And 
they work 40 hours a week. So that's $400. But actually, 20 of those hours is earning is earning money. The other 20 is they have to do their marketing. They have to do their own bookkeeping. They have to do research. There's lots of other things that people running their business have to do. So they may actually only spend half their week earning and the other half the week working on the business. So all of a sudden... They're only getting $200 for 40 hours work. So that $10 or £10 an hour is now £5 an hour. Mm. You've also got to remember that there's a lot of things they need to pay for. They've got their insurance. If they haven't got their insurance, don't touch them. Um, so there's insurance. They need IT support. They need the, the website. Um, you know, There's all their marketing stuff. If they're networking, all of that needs to be covered. There's no sick pay. There's no holiday pay. And there's no pension. Yeah. So all of that needs to be covered. But it's also really interesting um, when you look at value for money. I've had a couple of experiences where um, in the UK, the industry standard is £30 an hour. And I've had uh, one company that said to me, uh, we need a VA for four hours a day. It's not really going to be cost effective. £120 a day for four hours work isn't going to be that cost effective. They'd be better off employing somebody. And I said, are you sure it's four hours? And they said, absolutely, because it's to cover for a member of staff that's just left. So I said, okay, well, let's do it on the short term while you recruit. They passed the work across day one, 40 minutes. Ugh. And he said, well, have you done that? Because we don't charge while we're stood at the photocopier having a chat. We don't charge while we're making coffee. We don't charge while we're chatting to our colleagues, nipping to the loo. None of those things get charged for. Um, and I've had similar with um, with a client who who checked out her existing member of staff and came back to me and said, I can't believe that I'm paying for them to make porridge, move their car, shuffle papers, make cups of coffee, then go and wash up. And by the time they've nipped to the toilet, moved the car, we're probably maybe getting 50% of what we're paying for. So if you're paying somebody £15 an hour and they're actually only working half the time, uh, and that's £15 without the national insurance and the PAY, uh, you know, your national insurance and your pension contributions, etc. If you're paying somebody that and they're only working half the time, you're paying them double that, actually. Mm. And that's a good, you know, actually working with someone like you has those kinds of ethics built into the way you operate is, uh, it sounds to me also potentially more cost effective than somebody who might come out of, um, that might come out of, a, a business setting and is used to being paid to do all of that. Yeah. Well, it's obviously I have to pay my staff whether they work or not. So I'm in that situation. But we, when when my staff are working, they, we charge by the minute. So a lot of VAs, and I understand why, because if they're on their own um, and they they tend to work with between five and 10 clients and that's it, then they will charge retainers. Now, some retainers you buy, say, 10 hours up front for the month. If you, um, if you don't use them, some of them will roll a percentage on, some of them won't. So you've bought your hours, make sure you use them. For us, we're quite different because we charge by the minute 
when we've done the work. Um, and again, on, on, the, on the phone side, we charge by the second. Mm. Uh, so it is a, a different model and we charge after the event, whereas a lot of VAs to protect themselves have to charge up front. Yes. Um, but I suppose we're, we are in a different scenario. There's not many VAs um, tend to, to, they work with associates. They don't tend to employ staff. There's a few more that do these days, but not that many. And, and also, if you get a VA that says that she will answer the phone for you, and she's working on her own. That one always interests me because what happens if she's on another call? Yes. Um, you know, they'll say, oh, they'll divert it to, I divert my calls to my VA's mobile. Okay. And if she's got two or three of you, whose voicemail does it go to? Mm -hmm. now, if she's networking, she's not going to answer it. Mm. She can't. So what happens in those situations and this is why we tend to work with quite a lot of VAs because if they get queries for call handling they just pass them across to us and and we deal with that and then anything else that comes in we guarantee we will not touch it if they can do it it's theirs um so I I got hit by somebody that tried to take business from me so consequently I'm very mindful of VAs and making sure that we protect them Good, good, good plan. And just, um, we, you're based in in the in the Midlands in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, how far around the the globe do you help clients? And what are your thoughts? You know, obviously people listen to the show from many different countries, but you know, where would you recommend people consider VAs in countries where labour costs are lower? Uh, other risks? And we can chat about data after the break. But um, what are your thoughts on? Yeah, the. We've got um, our, our clients. I've got clients in India. I've got clients in Canada. Um, I've, I've got clients all over the place, all over the all over the globe. Um, and it's also quite good because if there's a big time difference, of course, we can. So if you've got somebody in Australia, then we're twelve hours different, so we can actually do the, all the overnight stuff. So it yeah. gives them twenty four hour cover, and we. So we do work with clients all over. I I have a client who I've actually helped them to recruit a team in the Philippines um, because of the amount of work that they require to be done. There are issues because there's issues with the data. There's issues with the fact that you don't know. There's, there's, you do tend to hear the occasional horror story. Um, it is possible to do it. But you've got to be really, really careful on your security because you could be in a horrible mess otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Well, great. Well, thank you for your thoughts. It's been absolutely illuminating so far. And uh, after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And uh, I'm also interested to to think about how do you you know engage your your virtual assistants as well to really focus and give you the support when she's maybe got multiple different clients because um, I certainly know where where relationships are good sometimes people go the extra bit extra mile and it's nicer to be in an environment which is is more fun and supportive so we'll be back again with you all in just a couple of minutes um, and we'll join you after the break okay from the boardroom to you voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential 
Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Michelle Ebbs and we're talking about virtual assistants and getting the lowdown, the rundown on how to how to find the right virtual assistant that meets your kind of needs. And we're talking a bit about the international some benefits of maybe you know, having 24-hour support, working with different countries. But we're saying we have to, there's some care we have to take. And I imagine whether you've got somebody working for you in the Far East. But also, um, even even in your home territory, that, uh, that the access to confidential information and data and things like that must be important, Michelle. Critical. Um, I'm I'm very lucky, Chris, because I I came into contact just as we were about to really developed so fast we went through your um your mentor Doug Dorbury is also my business coach and um we went on a, a journey with Doug which our, our company just grew and grew and grew so we grew very quickly and at the same time I met a um, a guy called uh, Tristan Martin from TL Martin IT services and he specializes in working with VAs. So he will work with a one-man band, but he will also work with a company like mine where I've got 10 VAs, one of whom does work from home because I nearly lost her when she had to move out of the area. So we set her up with a purpose purpose office at home. And he's all about security. So the data is secure, everything. There's My staff don't have any passwords they, they don't have the passwords. Everything is locked down. Um, we're able to quickly turn somebody on, turn somebody off if ever we needed to do it. So where we do work with, um, with VAs in the Philippines, we work on a virtual desktop. So if something happens, it's just click. They can't get access anymore. Um, it's important that, you know, the laptops are, are secure, that the PCs are secure, that encryption's on, all of that side. It's, and and pass, we use passphrases instead of passwords. There's so many things that are really important. But if you're a big multinational, 
the IT department or the IT company that supports you will give you all this. But when you're, certainly when you're a one-man band VA, the chances of getting somebody to take you seriously with that level of support is really difficult. And that's why I say I was blessed to meet Tristan. Um, and a lot of our businesses are small businesses with one or two people. So we use him to ensure that they are secure because if they had a breach, then a data breach, then that could reflect badly on us. So I always say, right, everybody gets checked out, protected, and we know what we can and we can't do. And if they blew up my offices and every computer in there, we could be back up and running in about, it takes me eight minutes to get from the office to here. So possibly it might take eight minutes, but it probably wouldn't if Cheryl was on duty. We'd be back up and running immediately. So what's your backup? Brilliant. Well, well protected. So how, so, so where, I mean, where, where should people go to find a VA? Should, should they come to somebody like you first or? Oh, they can always come to me, Chris. That would be wonderful. Um, it's, and if I can't do it, I'll always introduce them to, yeah. to VAs. Uh, there, is a, there are a lot of VA groups where people can ask. Um, if you put a, a post on Facebook these days and you ask for a VA, you'll find 40,000 comments. You know, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. I think that... If you can get somebody who is fairly well established, who who specialises in a certain area and talk to them, they'll probably be happy to tell you the people that you can use. So if somebody came to me and said, I need a VA for social media, I will recommend some good ones to them because I don't touch it anyway. So mm. I've made it my business to learn about these, these other ones. Um, but there's lots of um, VA groups just be careful that they've checked them out first um, and have a conversation with them uh, make sure that you can actually have a conversation that it's not just engaging with uh, somebody over email or whatsapp I think that's important because you learn a lot from that I, I do know a client who took on um, a a, a, a VA in the Far East and they seemed to be doing very well and then the one day it became apparent it wasn't that VA doing the work mm. it was somebody completely different and actually she was just the face for a group of about eight VAs and they just used to share the stuff around in people's houses and it's like ouch where's the security there and then we had a, a, a storm and they weren't able to do any work for a week. Um, they let my client down with 15 minutes. We used to cover till one o'clock on a, on a Saturday. Um, and then this, this other VA would cover from one o'clock Saturday through till eight o'clock on uh, Monday morning. At quarter to one, they said, oh, sorry, we can't do it this weekend. <laughs> it's like, and that's it. There's nothing you yeah. can do. Um, so for us, that was a case of right. Can we get can we get staff on overtime? Can we do this? What can we do? Because we would not let our client down. 
Mm. So we just drop in there and it's like, okay, we're, we're a family and our clients are part of that family. We've become very, very close. A number of my clients have been with me sort of 12 years, 10, 12 years. So we are close. We, we do love each other and they refer their clients into me. You've certainly opened my mind to some of the the pitfalls. I mean, just to know what your um, the clients that you particularly enjoy working with. I mean, there must be some clients who, you know, your your staff want to give that little bit extra to them and and particularly enjoy working with. Um, what's the sort of characteristics of that sort of a client, and how do they manage the relationship such that they become, you know, the, the special clients as opposed to the ones that um, lead your VA's hearts to sink whenever they pick the phone up to them. Uh, for me, the clients that love their clients, they're always good. They need to love their own clients. Um, and uh, you can normally tell if they're getting a stream of complaints, then uh, it's because they're not probably not doing something right for their own clients. But we absolutely love and adore all all our trades, property and clinician clients, they are amazing to work with because they're going out and they're, they're doing a service mainly to the general public. So they do get beaten about somewhat. You know, the general public, we can be harsh um, with businesses. So we, we protect them. Um, we love and look after them. We've over the all the COVID pandemic, the lockdowns and everything else, we have been in contact with our clients. We've been loving them, helping them, just listening to them. I've had clients that have called me at like 10, 11 o'clock at night in bits because they don't know where to go next. And it's like, let me find that information for you because one of my other clients will know it. You know, I'll find it. And we've supported them and helped them. And those, when you start working, especially with the trades, you'll tend to find they're, they're master craftsmen. Um, but when it comes to, to answering the phones, booking their appointments, following up on quotes and things like that, they'd much rather be servicing a gas fire or decorating or plastering or cutting trees down than doing all that admin-y type stuff. So they're amazing people to work with. And it's actually quite similar with the clinicians. They want to go and love and look after somebody. They don't want to get involved in all the admin stuff. That's just, that just does the head in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that makes, uh, makes a lot of sense. You've got me thinking, I'm just um, uh, looking at having quotes created for boiler, a new boiler at the moment, because ours is, is, uh, is not great. And I've been, been very impressed with the speed of turnaround of a couple of the companies I've spoken to when it came to uh, quotes and, and getting them in and being on the ball. It's been done very fast and you're now making me think that they're probably virtual assistants who are doing that. Uh, it's, well, it'll also be interesting. Do they follow them up? Because that's a, a lot of the software now will produce a quote very quickly. Um, and it's quite automated uh, to get the quote out. What I find is that you'll get them and they don't bother to follow it up. So I had a conservatory company who gave me what he said was um, a load of dead quotes. He said, these, you know, nothing ever came of them. So I said, right. Um, 
it, it cost him nearly £12, Chris, for us to follow those up. <laughs> but there was £120,000 worth of business came out of it. Oh, my word. Um, so the quotes can be done really quickly. Software looks after that, but it's that human being that phones up and says, hi, Chris, I sent you a quote uh, for the boiler. So where are we at with that? Yep. What's our next steps? Yeah. And if you have three quotes in and they're all much of a muchness, I suggest the one that you'll go to is the one that actually takes the trouble to phone you up and follow up on the quote. Absolutely. And that's the bit that gets missed. Absolutely. So, so somebody like you well, VAs can help, do, help us do that. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's all part of call handling, calls in, calls out. So, um, and, and actually, there's a number of the VAs that don't do call handling would do outgoing calls to follow up. Uh, but it's really important. If you're going to do, if you're going to go to the trouble of doing a quote, ask somebody, <laughs> where do you want to go with this quote? Do you want to continue with the business? You know, can we help? Um, because the person that follows up is the person that's most likely to get the business. Excellent. So, so, um, so coming back to you again, then, if anyone's listening here and they're thinking, well, I, I need a, a virtual assistant, and it sounds like you're somebody who you know, is great to bounce off, even if, uh, uh, if it, and you could decide whether it's something potentially for you, but a great person to bounce off. Uh, how, um, you know, what, what, would, what would be your ideal clients um, and looking at the 180 or so you've already got and uh, how would you potentially then help them? Uh, it's, well, as I say, the ideal clients are very much the, the smaller businesses, the trades, the properties, the clinicians, um, people like that, especially if they've got humour. would love to work with them with humour. <laughs> and we very much do proactive outbound calls we will follow up on quotes. We'll book their annual services. Um, we'd, we'll take their calls in. We just work with them. We just solve their problems. Those guys are specifically important to us, and they love working with us. That's, yeah. that's what makes it, it really good, is they always love working with us. Fantastic. Well, I've, I think this has been a brilliant conversation. You've really given me, uh, you've, you've got me really thinking, actually, particularly around, um, you know, coming to an organisation like you, where there is the, about the benefits as opposed to maybe trying to do something on the cheap or, uh, you know, Fiverr.coms and going to um, going to different parts of the world where there's a geographical distance and there might not be the GDPR and the standards and you don't know who's actually doing your work and uh, you've really, really helped to, uh, to get me thinking about that. And I just wanted, do you have a final message that you'd like to leave us with? Um, I think it would have to be my mother's message. And to go back to that, it's very much... You have two choices in life. Sit down, give up and lose everything or pull your knickers up and box on. Whatever you're going through right now, whether it be in business or personal, don't give up. Reach out. Don't be afraid to ask for help, whether it's business help, personal help. We're all in this together. But just remember, pull your knickers up and box on. Thank you, Michelle. Absolutely brilliant. I um, just want to read out your links. Uh, if you want to contact Michelle, 
Um, www.imyourpa.com. That's I-M-Y-O-R-P-A.com. Sorry, co.uk, sorry, .co.uk. And to contact Michelle, if you want to speak to her directly, it's Michelle, which is I-M-C-H-E-L-E, not, not two L's, one L, at imyourpa.co.uk. So once again, absolutely brilliant, Michelle. Lovely to talk to you. And on next week's show, we have Maggie Craddock. We're going to be talking about, she's got a book uh, based around the Titanic, but it's all about um, using the Titanic as a metaphor. When things are tough, when you've got challenges in your work, you're thinking about maybe what, what you're going to do next. You know, really apt at the moment, if you might be about to lose your job, possibly. Um, she's going to give you all the sort of tips and ideas on thoughts on how to, um, well, pull your knickers up and uh, get on. So once again, big thank you to uh, Michelle Ibs and um, get in touch with us if we can be of any help, chris at chriscooper.co.uk and uh, have, a, have a brilliant week. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.